Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dude, adaptogens and functional mushrooms, I see it in everything. Uh, and you know me, I like, uh, you know, I like supplements. I like, uh, ways to support my mood, energy, gut health and immune system. And so adaptogens were right in my wheelhouse of like a natural, uh, supplement. So we know they're good for you, but they always taste like so mushroomy and stuff like that. But wonder day mushroom gummies, the first mushroom multi that combines the power of 10 research-backed adaptogenic mushrooms, including lion's mane, reishi, and shaga, and craveably chef-crafted pre-dose gummies. We dare you to eat just two a day. I am actually having a hard time only having two because I want to have them again later on in the day, but I don't know how much of these adaptogens you're supposed to have because they are delicious. I find that I can't really tell, but I do feel like I'm more balanced. I'm definitely sleeping better. Uh, that might be a combination of things. Um, you know, I'm doing more exercise and getting more vitamin D and stuff. I got better digestion. And the highlight is the flavor is like wild raspberry, but it tastes like Swedish fish. So it really makes it easier. So it's been enjoyable to, you know, pop these two in the afternoon, uh, pop two little gummies in the afternoon and just feel like I'm doing something for myself. So, um, Boost your mood with lion mane and shaga, which have been used for mood support for centuries. You can reduce stress, increase your energy levels with cordyceps and maitake. Uh, that brings up ATP production. Uh, you can nourish your gut uh, micro microbiomes with turkey tail and reishi, both of which provide something called triterpenoids that support healthy gut flora. They're 100% vegan, USA cultivated functional mushrooms from family farms of exceptional quality. So go to try.plantpeople.co slash mighty to get 15% off your first order with code mighty. That's T-R-Y dot P-L-A-N-T-P-E-O-P-L-E dot C-O slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Love feeling wonderful or your money back. Try.plantpeople.co slash mighty. 15% off your first order. Shitheads, welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, standing six foot two, two hundred and eighty-six pounds. 
from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson Maine. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur is a dog. He is not currently present. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, first-time guest. I've been following her on Twitter forever. She's funny as fuck. From the podcast Hollywood Crime Scene, it's Desi Janekin. Hi. Hello. I feel like, do I have to match this energy? Not, no, not at all. I just like to set up like that this is how low stakes this podcast is. Okay. <laughs> I think I... I think I grew up on talk radio and like Zoo Crew more than I yeah. got into podcasts. So I think that's what the like I forget that most podcasts are like brought to you by a coffee company. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just like, ah, love yeah, me, please wake these bitches up on the car ride to work or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I get um, some reports that valets lose their mind when this accidentally plays on the Bluetooth or something uh, like that. <laughs> No, I have that with my podcast too. People are like, "Oh, I'm I turned it up on work, and all of you guys, you guys were talking about come or something <laughs> <laughs> like at the top of your voices." But it's like, sorry. And, and he like, drilled what? a hole in his victim's skull and continued to. And you're like, the person's trying to get their headphones plugged back in. <laughs> Uh, um, Desi, I appreciate you coming on High and Mighty. This rules. I, I'm yeah. very stoked to have you. I, I, I found found you on Twitter and became a fan almost instantly. Your oh, vibe there you. is very nice. And then I find out you're a podcaster. Then I find out that we're both Spotify green room talent, whatever the fuck that I mean, means. <laughs> we have a lot in common. <laughs> I, we actually have more in common because I listened to your episode with Sean I'm also from Long Island. What? And I, I knew we would get along the minute you mentioned the fries with gravy and melted mozzarella. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, I had no idea you're from the island. Look, I have the fucking tattoo. I know. I was, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off listening to that episode. I love Tom, too. We're both pathetic Mets fans. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I will get along. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Where are you from on the island? Um, well, I, I was born in Florida and I moved to Queens when I was a kid. And the then reverse I, Jewish commute. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then I lived in like all over because my mom jumped around a bunch. So I was in Bassett, <laughs> Long Beach, Huntington, yeah. like all over. Hell yeah. That's so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Copeg, Lindenhurst, and Babylon. Uh, <laughs> Shout out having a Long Island guest on the podcast and trying not to talk about Long Island. This will be like a very special episode that I don't scream about. Let's tie it in when we can. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart that I don't know too much about, but I think is like becoming bigger and bigger zeitgeisty. Everyone is, there's so much content about cults and cults are sort of like, Everything is a little bit of a cult now, I feel like. Like I think cult is a word we throw around like a little much, but also might be and might no, merit. I was thinking that because I on Spotify Green Room, I swear this isn't a sponsor. <laughs> Last night we talked about the Lula Rich, the Lula Row documentary. Yes, the leggings doc. I- <laughs> yeah, but that is like that is like cult template through and through, even though it's like a what is it, an MM, MML or whatever? The yeah, multi- MLM. MLM, multi- yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's an MMA, MLM, MMA. mixed martial arts, multi-level marketing. It's complicated. College, so I don't know a letter combo. <laughs> it's M4M on Craigslist, which I think means dudes fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
You would know. I, hey, I would. I'm the Craigslist generation, baby. Uh, but uh, so sorry. Back back to cults. Yeah. Back to green room plugs. I mean cults. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Spotify Green Room. Uh, but. So that's right. a cult like thing. Like I did CrossFit. I'm from you. I did UCB and they all have like light cult energy, like where it's like you can easily see if this flip, if like the leader was less benevolent or like twisted something, we would go to war. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. It's interesting to see like where things jump off the rails because they all kind of start off sort of innocently. Like you said, like a UCB, it's like, we're all in this together. <laughs> like, we're learning. It's, it's fun. And then like the leader starts sexually assaulting me. <laughs> like there's some twist. I'm not saying that happened at UCB. <laughs> not, not the official leader, but some people in leadership positions. I'm like, there's always some kind of like sex element that comes in at some point. You're like, whoa, I thought we were just like playing guitar and like being peaceful yeah. together. And, and it's then- like our leader who calls himself the intellect, uh, who's teaching us how to adapt ourselves to be better earthlings. He also fucks 14 year olds. You're like, what? Right. Come on. Like, how is that? Part? How, how is that in inside of the lo- lo- logic of the cult? That's the thing that drives me the craziest. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like new rule, everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Open pussy for everyone. <laughs> like, oh, well, by the way, <laughs> the way you you're up your whole life and you're here and stuck. You got to let me fuck your wife. <laughs> yeah. oh, she's not your wife anymore. She's the wife of the of the intellect uh, of the entire org. You you said you saying sex there hit me. Cults in my book. I used to be like, I understand getting involved in like the 70s, like hippie cults. Those like those worked on me mentally where I'd be like the vibe is like we live in the woods and like we fuck and we do I and we do shrooms together. Like that sounds yeah. sick. Now cults are like, you know, like get your thetans checked or <laughs> Joe Biden drinks blood and shit. And like, and you have to, and I'm like, what, what happened to the, like let the drug cults, like just let us <laughs> trip balls. Yeah. And like, well, then it became like heaven's gate where it's just a bunch of people not fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's like, we're not dying we, for this. <laughs> dying for Star Trek. Like, <laughs> well, how else are you going to convince people to kill themselves until you've convinced them not to fuck for like five years? Once they're, they're like, do you want to kill yourself? They're like, yeah, I mean, now Anything that I'm not fucking out of here. <laughs> yeah. The comment. Anything to see some projectile white stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, anyway, I can slice it. I watched that doc and uh, I I enjoyed what? that. The oh, HBO yeah. Max one about uh, Heaven's Gate. Well, look, I'm never joining Heaven's Gate, but it was an interesting doc because that was like true believers. And yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, there they felt like they- zero malice, even in the leaders. I Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't like they were fully duping people. Like and at if, least they weren't trying to fuck them. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't like, and your kids are our kids now. It's like none of that. It's just like. No, they weren't like pervs just trying to, you know, get laid. They actually believed in some whatever it was, space yeah. alien, whatever, coming to Earth and all that. But yeah, I mean, that was fascinating because it's it's definitely to me a cult that kind of stands out from the rest just because of the lack of sex. Like yeah. they all have a sex. <laughs> like even when I'm watching cults sometimes, I'm like, okay. Okay, when does the sex stuff start happening? Yeah. Because you know it's coming. Like right. it's eventually, happening. like Episode it's just three, it's gonna hit. Like, <laughs> and also, as I guess maybe Nexium, but even Nexium, like, has there been a cult that like a woman starts? Like, um, I think there was 
back in the day, like I, I wrote about a cult once in the twenties. It was like a mother daughter cult in LA. Oh, um, interesting. Also didn't have sex. Um, right. Well, that's what I'm wondering is like, yeah. it's just like, and this is like uh, anecdotal. I just feel like most cults are just fucking losers. <laughs> cult leaders are losers who find slight power over people who are, I don't want to use the word losers for the other people, but I'll use lost right. people, like people who are a little yeah. lost or uh, not inside themselves in some capacity. So they are looking for some sort of meaning and this and and these bad actors, these leaders who know yeah. the fact that they like know that it helps to separate you from your family. They know that it helps to get blank out of you, like the drugs, of course, keeping people hooked on drugs. Like right. once you've done something embarrassing, you're less likely to back it. Like like once oh, you totally. fucking sucked off the connector or whatever yeah. the lead of the cult is. Like, I got to make this work. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't leave. They're going to be like, yeah, she's you know, like, ah, I'm so fucking I'm in too it deep. It's like gross <laughs> dick to not have a spiritual like awakening. Yeah, I didn't get eaten happen. out post volleyball by a guy with a fucking Rachel haircut. No, to it's, not <laughs> it's very similar to like Q. It's like those people cannot back out now. They've gone too no. far. Like, yeah, no. And that now you're touching on a, a true obsession of mine. I'm a big, big. I want to know what makes these people tick in Q. Like I listen to Q, uh, Q anon anonymous <laughs> pod. Of course I uh, have had those guys on. I cannot, I'm constantly trying to wrap my head around like the end game seems to be their own death or everyone else's death. And I don't, and that's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's my fascination with cults in general, because I don't have whatever mindset that is. For whatever reason, I'm completely like, in a way, dead inside. Like, I don't need like a larger meaning in my life. (laughs) I'm fine to to just like eat food and watch TV. So that that like pull doesn't work on me. (laughs) Yeah, you're saying you're dead inside. I would express that as I'm fucking lazy. Like, I don't think I could be in a cult because it'd be like, oh, every Saturday we have to farm. I'd be like, really? I just want fucking postmates dude <laughs> yeah i i always think that when i'm watching these docs because i'm always sort of i think my interest started when i was a child where i was like could that happen to you to me like can i get brainwashed like i was obsessed with getting brainwashed and yes. it's like, well, hypnotism. i don't yeah. know how old you are but like if you are over 30 hypnotism yeah. was like such a thing that was like mystical and you'd hear about it be like they have power over the minds and stuff yeah. like that and then when you uh when you watch the um nexium doc his uh whatever his name is the uh the vanguard's right-hand woman is like um a neuro-linguistic programmer which is the pr- people yeah. like who can talk you into things like perf- like scientifically and it's like yeah. that's scary that's scary someone studied really that it's scary cuz you don't know cuz you have to assume these are normal people too or regular people who got pulled in they're not all dumb like yeah. they had families and lives and like for whatever they're- reason they're no dumber than the uh, the rest of us. I would say we're right, all right. yeah. They yeah, got to be a little dumb. dumb. We're all but, dumb bitches. But yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> please know that's where I'm always starting off. That's my baseline. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want you. I want to say it right here. If like a uh, 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 broad-shouldered, busty woman could come to me and say, "Hey, I'm starting to. I'd be in the cult in a heartbeat. <laughs> I am that dumb, easily suggestible. Like it could work on me. But if it's a if it's like a little mousy dude who's like, we play volleyball at night, I'd be like, I'm out, bro. It's like we smoke weed at yeah. the beach. I'm like, I'm in your cult for life. Like, here's <laughs> here's my bank account information. Here's how you convince me, right? 
right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah, none of these things work on me. I'm like, eh, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not sharing rooms with people I don't know. No. I'm oriented. So this is not going to happen for me. Like, no. uh, but yeah, I was deeply afraid of brainwashing. I saw like, I, I think I mentioned to you when we were discussing topics, like I had a chaotic childhood where I was like raised by TV basically. And I watched a lot of, uh, movies that were not age appropriate. <laughs> and and two of them, yeah. We're cult related. One was starred Christy McNichol, her brother was in a cult and they had to save him from the cult, the cult. That was the first movie I saw where he got brainwashed. And I was like, how does that happen? Oh, and it's this, terrifying. Yeah. The second one was the Jonestown TV movie starring Powers Booth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that was my first major cult that was like real. The Christy McNichol one was just a fake story. But so that, she, I was like, this is real. Like, I couldn't believe uh, oh, Jonestown. Dude. So I became obsessed with Jonestown at a very early age. Desi, holy shit. While we're just rattling off what we have in common. First of all, <laughs> very chaotic childhood, practically <laughs> raised by TV, named a podcast I did with Lauren Lapkus that because I was a oh. <laughs> latchkey kid who watched my two younger brothers while yeah. chaos ensued. So like, I, I'm with you on that. And then I have a crazy connection to Heaven's Gate because my dad's co-worker and one of his best friends growing up was Guyanese. He was from Guyana. And Ooh. my dad would relentlessly roast, like would relentlessly bring up. And I never even understood how serious of a thing. Like he'd be like, oh, no, when Sammy's coming over, don't touch his Kool-Aid. You know, like if Sammy's <laughs> making drinks, stay away from Sammy's drink. Like all the time, it'd be like, <laughs> Sammy, don't you have a big family vacation where you're all going to drink uh, Kool-Aid in your hometown or whatever? Like constantly. And I was just like, eventually I learned what that was. And I was like, to me, it was crazy that that really happened. It yeah. was crazy that it happened like not far where my dad's friend was from. And then now at like once I got to be like 20 something, I'd be like, it's really fucked up my, that my dad kept bringing <laughs> that up all the time. <laughs> and like. When I finally watched more about the doc and learned more, it's like they were white. Like it was like it was like or a, most, a, a bunch of them were white. It wasn't like a Guinea, like a local. There were Americans there. Americans, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, now you're even meaner. Now you're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the Americans. Uh, gave his country a bad rap and now he has totally. to pay for the bullshit. Yeah. It's like, hello, it's also flavor aid, not Kool-Aid. That's like the, the correction, right? Yeah. <laughs> the dandic people on Twitter always make it's like, okay, who cares? Like where the are so I love too when they're like, it's not hung. They didn't hang themselves, they hung or like it's like one of those you you hang you a didn't picture. hung you hanged yeah. yourself or whatever. Yeah, you're yeah, like, you oh. hanged yourself. I can't remember. It's like who cares, Dick? Like Dude, this is so like yesterday I just tweeted an absolute fucking dumb. I was like two hardest things I've ever done in my life was bury my dad a few months before my wedding and try to watch a show on FX, which I just meant like the FX app is difficult. And I thought this would be a cheeky way to say it. Right. Everyone in my replies is like, you don't like it's always sunny. What about reservation dogs? That's fire. And then I respond like, no, I'm referring to the app. They're like Hulu. And I'm like, okay, Im the impeachment show is not on Hulu. Okay. It's only like, and I'm like, why am I fighting these pedantic assholes? I'm like, and then I go, why am I fighting these assholes? And I go, well, why are they responding? And then the answer always goes back to why am I tweeting? 
Right. Why am I ever even tweeting? The slow reveal that you're the asshole. Yes, that I chose by choosing to be part of this business. I have to deal with it. Like, right. I always every time I tweet now, I know exactly the replies I'm going to get. Like, I kind of just prepare myself for it, and then sometimes I do stop myself because it's like, don't tweet about calm right now at 10 p.m. <laughs> and all the horny guys <laughs> yeah it's like oh shit uh female profile picture said the word come like <laughs> click 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 dm I'd like, dude I'd i have like calm your cinnamon buns <laughs> <laughs> like you can't even tweet anything innocent at that hour it's just no. like they'll turn anything into a euphemism yeah <laughs> people so, so I was laughing at it because I tweet a lot of things like sad with my dad, not your kind of sad, just different. People are always like, oh, like, I don't want to fave this because it's tragic. I'm, going, I'm like, I think it's funny, though. It's OK. to fave I'm it. sharing it. It's my fault. Like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I've seen you a few times limit replies on things that are like are like I know would get people like get their hackles up. And I'm like. That's the move. That's the move. Like you're like people this. Got mad at me. They were like, "You're elitist. <laughs> you don't then want they... to talk to the regular folks." It's like, no, I've been bombarded with shitty replies for like five years now. Like I'm sick of it. Like give me a break for fucking four Our weeks. Our brains aren't supposed to have to deal with forty thousand people right. responding at once, or however many Twitter followers or right. people. Like if you get a hundred responses to a tweet, like. Your brain isn't supposed to handle a hundred people telling you something like we we grew up in like fucking tribes or eventually villages. And now yeah. it's like I follow 8000 people on Twitter and respond to everything they say. And, yeah. and, and every time I go deep on like one asshole that like comes at me and I just want to be like I write back stuff like because I have like eight triggers where I'm like, OK, you cross the line. You have to be alerted. Like anytime someone's like I, I one time was like. My poor dog has to watch me jerk off all the time. And someone's like, that's so rude to refer to Tiffany, my wife, as a dog. And I just wrote back. I was oh like, God. I was like, you never get to say my wife's name, especially to me. And then, they, of course, everyone, they DM you right away and are like, I'm really sorry about that. I just was like, and I'm like, just take a breath before you respond to someone about anything. That's also a pet peeve of mine because it's like my friends could be brutally, they can kick my ass all over Twitter, but you don't know me yes. enough. It's a sense of familiarity. I was like, I know you think you know me, but I don't know you. And when you say something like that, it, it's like inappropriate, even though my friend could say the worst fucking thing to me ever. Right. And I would laugh my ass off. It's like, because I can take it, but I don't know you. And uh, yeah, I can take it, but I don't want you to have any pleasure in this. Like, like that's <laughs> not what I'm here for. And it, I think, and this is a cross we both have to cross hyperbole. <laughs> this is like be, pretty much being crucified. Uh, no, but like you're self-deprecating. I'm self-deprecating. And people are like, hell yeah, pile on. It's like, no, you're allowed to reply with what's fucked up about you. You're not allowed to be like, yeah, you fat pig. It's like, no, 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 no. You have to say I'm a fat pig, too. You're not allowed to say I agree you're a fat pig. No, you don't understand. how. I'm not saying everyone deprecate me. I'm saying, hey, let's all self-deprecate. Right. You know, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I had someone who was going after me for being a Mets fan for like so so hardcore that I like actually because they like the Dodgers I like screen grabbed their tweet when they thought the Dodgers were going to the World Series like four or five years ago and I I like went to a sports bar 
And I like rooted against the Dodgers and it was like all Dodgers fans. And I was like, I'm putting all my mental energy into, this <laughs> into like ruining a just stranger. So can, just so I can send them their tweet where they were a hundred, they were like, it was like 24 hours to the Dodgers or the national league champs. The minute they lost, I <laughs> sent it to them. I was like, this is the patty I live for. <laughs> like, it was all that I live for. I was like, don't fuck with me. Like, I'm an abused child. Like, my dad did way worse. Yeah. Like, you can never get I'm me. I'm mentally indestructible. Like, I I'm I will sit here and think about what you said to me, unbothered by it for a decade, and and respond. <laughs> Maybe I am officially bothered by it if I'm thinking about it for a decade. Uh, also, you you must invite as you tweet sort of uh flirtatiously, you know, like or like yeah. sexual. Strong sexual. If I could use HBO's little, uh, you tweet with some SSC, some strong sexual content, and that just activates. (laughs) That just activates a freak. Like if I type like just cranked off, loved it. Like only like five gay dudes respond. But like if a woman is like going tanning today, if you like look in her comments, it's like pics, 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 tan. You don't need to tan. Tanning's bad for you. I like you better pale. I hope your tits don't get burnt. It's like Jesus. People. No, if I post like a picture of my foster kitten, it's like, how about your pussy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd I'm like to adopt your pussy, sweetheart. Have many sides. <laughs> Please don't bring your smut into my foster kitten, Mike. <laughs> That's so funny. People are so fun. If I post a picture of me and my wife, people will be like, what train stop like ask me to do like comedy bang bang character bits. They're like, oh, Gino Lombardo looking smooth. And it's like, I, that's a radio character I play. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. It's like, I'm, I'm mute crazy now. And that's, and that's Wait, been are? very helpful. Well, the funny thing is so many guys, like well, they would quote tweet me. And so I would see it. And so they'd be like, you wouldn't let me um, respond to your tweet. So I'm here to tell you that I'm unfollowing you because of your unfair reply practices. And I was like, this is not fucking like, consumer like, hotline where you, you send your complaints. I don't have a boss here. Like Jack is You're not, not paying for this. You're not yeah, giving, if you were like, giving me a dollar 95 a month, I would let you yeah. reply. So then I, what I've done now is turn off all of my notifications for people I don't follow so I see nothing now. So it's like, great, you all think you can respond and you're fucking responding into the abyss because I never see it. Oh and like, my I have God. I like viral and I don't even know until like weeks later. I'm like, oh my God, that tweet got like 5,000 faves or something. Like, I I'm writing, I'm writing mute all notification. Like I didn't even, I didn't even think of something like that. I'm you can literally going to see them if you open up the tweet, but if yeah. you don't, I like, I never see anything now. And it's like, okay, great. You guys got your wish, but I'm never going to see it. So I'm still happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I just started muting people, especially people who reply once with like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And then you respond to them. And then they're like, okay, dialogue time. And you're like, no, I was just giving you follow through. We don't do full dialogues in the comments. Yeah. I don't even, res- I, if I go back and forth with a friend in public, I take it to DMs or texts, depending on my level of friend with them immediately. Yeah. There's no way yeah. I'm being like, wait, Desi, I didn't know you were from Long Island in the, and letting anyone else yeah. participate in that. Fuck and people. Really, it's like, I've gone through too much to get to this point now where it's like, I can't have my day ruined because I tweet about a song and some guy has to tell me all the lyrics. Like I just can't have my day (laughs) ruined by that anymore. And it really does ruin my day sometimes depending on my mood. I'm like, Oh, just leave me alone. Like I want to tweet something without a response sometimes. Like, I don't want to. I know it's social media, <laughs> but I'm antisocial. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, you, you do like five tweets in the morning and then throw your phone in the ocean and pick up a new one the next day. Like you just have to keep like some weird old timey like yeah. type it in. Like I, I log into my computer that only has Twitter on it, write five tweets, set up right. the times that they come out and then disappear from the Internet. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I I'm not, I don't want to sit here and just brag, but I'd like to take a moment to be like the amount of times I type a reply to a friend or a, like a, a, a celebrity or something like that, right. where I type a reply and go, why, why are you engaging? Like, like why, like, it's like, yeah. Oh, my favorite Ed Asner movie. And I'm like, I'm not talking like this person didn't ask. Yeah. Me that. No, I, I, I felt that way too. Cause I'm so sensitive to bugging people. And it's wild to me that people aren't sensitive to that. And I like I I like have some celebrity follows, like our comedian, famous comedians or whatever. Not right, right. right. Uh, but I think I'll never, I'll rarely respond to them unless they've engaged with me first. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even even close to a celebrity, and it's like maybe that's why they feel like they can talk to me. More. Yeah. But it's like if I didn't get a fave or a response from someone, I would never respond to them again. Probably, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be too humiliated. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll I'll never talk to you again. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I feel. And so my drafts folder is just like at so-and-so who's a friend like, oh, oh, yeah, I saw that, too. Or like, oh, dude, here's my the way I am in real life. Like, the, oh, y- you have a cult story. Here's my cult story. And then I like start typing it. I'm like, no one asked for this. I don't want to. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it then really- you're like rewording it because you're like, does this come across as rude? And you're like, now I'm overanalyzing this. It's like, yeah. This is your friend. Text them. You're free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I often will ask myself, what's my point? And sometimes like I'll delete a tweet because there's a typo and then I'll never retweet it or like redo it. So I'm like, Ugh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm disgusted with myself even. I was like, no one wants to know what you think, you dumb bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I really only use social media when I'm fully blasted, like when I'm so high that it's like my my own like anxieties are out of my way. And I'm yeah. like. Just posting a picture of myself at the beach. Like, aren't I cute? And it's like, what's happening to him? (laughs) I think it's the best. I Like, most of my most fun, embarrassing moments on Twitter are when I was super high. Like, it'll be like, I'm eating gummies. Like, when I was on vacation. And then, like, four minutes later or whatever, 20 minutes later, it's like, what's the name of that Hoobastank song? (laughs) It's like a random stream of consciousness. And everyone's like, my friends will post them next to each other. Yeah. Like, look How does Bluetooth work? <laughs> question mark. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> this is the rock again. Like, <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> that's too real. That's exactly how I, and that's why I'm constantly replying. Cause I'm so like open to conversation when I'm high. And then I'm like, I, I don't think, Ike Barinholtz needs to hear what I think about what he tweeted. We don't know each other at all. And I'm about to go, yeah, bro, let's do blogs. Like, get the fuck off. And then someone does the same thing to me. And I'm like, I'm better than this person because I didn't do what you're doing. I like sleep well at night knowing I'm better at Twitter than that. No, Twitter is really great for me. Someone like me who has a lot of petty <laughs> grievances and like <laughs> keep standings on things like that don't matter. That's all I do. <laughs> if I can feel superior over something so low, low, like key, it's great. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good, just 
being the king of a tiny kingdom. Just, oh, yeah, I'm better than this minor bullshit. I never here. bug anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that because I didn't want to be beat as a child. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife were talking the other day. It's like someone was like, you guys are so good at like keeping a level head when you're arguing and it's like uh both of our fathers are raging at were, were <laughs> raging alcoholics not in recovery the opposite they're both dead because of the previous choices they've made uh yeah. so we're like no i spent my whole life trying not to get any someone riled up so i'm like so good at keeping the cool yeah. like of being non-confrontational because <laughs> you didn't like you'd be like my dad would be like what was that and you'd be like nothing you like freeze you know what i mean like even if you were doing something okay you just didn't want to deal with them well yeah i don't want to make my dad sound like he was abusive all the time but even when he was drunk positively i didn't want to be around him you know what i mean he's like johnny here's the thing i fucking uh when you go to the do the sports you gotta be he's like oh get me the fuck away from one time i was at the library and i was looking at this kid section that was kind of like books to help kids with trauma various traumas so i was like oh this looks right up my alley <laughs> no one gave me these books and one was about a, a bear family that had an alcoholic dad so i was like reading the book and i was kind of like ha, ha ha this is fucking hilarious <laughs> and then each of they had like each of the three kid types and it was like the kid who's quiet and shy and hides and then i was like ha 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 <laughs> and then the, i turned the page and it was the kid who makes a joke during a fight with a brown paper bag over their head like, waka, waka, waka. and then all of a sudden my face went completely straight and I was like wait a minute yeah. <laughs> I get going so hard in this kid's <laughs> that's me yeah if I have a superpower it's someone coming up to me with like extreme I'm gonna fucking make a problem energy and leaving with like <laughs> right right am I right yeah. bro? like like I'm so good at that because I'm so like I just had to be with my entire extended family and everything would be like oh no don't say anything that would trigger uncle uh, uncle i'm gonna leave out yeah. names here uncle mitch right. fuck uncle mitch actually <laughs> don't say anything to trigger uncle mitch so you gotta like dance around and then as a kid you're like i know what makes my uncle laugh and i just need him to yeah. laugh so that he doesn't swing or something like that it's like okay, just so kind of quell any sort of major explosive incident <laughs> yeah. you guys were talking about how you all had been punched in the face with sean <laughs> yeah. i was laughing because that was one of my pride and joys growing up up in Long Island, like I never got my ass kicked because I was always sort of like, hey, yeah. <laughs> like Teresa would like come after me or something. <laughs> uh, you hit your car door against one of the 40 white beamers in the yeah. parking lot somewhere. And you're like, oh, great. Someone named Rachel or Jen is going to come out here and whoop my ass. <laughs> Uh, but I just yeah. like to be clear that I was a dirtbag too. Like I was dirt, I was dirtbag adjacent. Like yeah. I liked hanging out. I smoked uh, back then, right. so you had to kind of hang out with the dirtbags. I I was too. I I had too much of a strict home life to smoke, but I had enough freedom to be a dirtbag. Like I had enough of a laissez-faire uh your parents have blue collar jobs that work on the weekends and nights and you're just yeah. like hey it's a saturday and a 12 year old 10 year old and five year old are home alone together for 10 <laughs> hours it's like this shit is gonna <laughs> we have 20 dollars to get pizza and we have a full day of like full access to like lighters the yard yeah. a dog neighbor's houses like we were just That's absolutely like, brutally if you're a latchkey kid who has never started a fire in your house i have zero respect <laughs> right you have to at least be like when your uh, parents come home they're like 
did something burn in here? I'd be like, yeah, you nope. didn't start a grease fire. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave hard boiled eggs boiling for like five hours until it's like foamy like and popcorn. nasty. And like ah. a flame shot up to the ceiling and I had to like half acidly <laughs> clean it. I don't even know how I put it out. I think I saw like a Sesame Street about putting fire on a, a flower on a grease fire. <laughs> You just you're just like accidentally making a souffle. <laughs> like, yeah. just, uh, 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 we used to like. Here's while we're just on the topic of like uh, crazy childhoods, uh, chaotic childhoods. We we were talking about this on uh, Action Boys, one of my other podcasts, the other day, uh, a while ago. But like, we used to, me and my brothers and like other people in my year age, you used to get in trouble for accidents, like. You would get yeah. yelled at for like spilling or like losing your ah. jacket or so, like so much like my friend Ryan Stanger. I bring up his story all the time. He's on the podcast. He told that his he got an ice cream cone and his dad said, if you spill this in my fucking car, I swear to God. And Ryan just stood there shaking. And then when he got in the car, they drove for like five feet. He rolled down the window and just dropped his ice cream. Like he's like nine years old. He's like, I'm not even eating this. It's too much pressure. <laughs> I got in so much trouble for losing a jacket uh, when I was like a freshman. Like it just happens. Kids steal yeah. shit. Every, like you throw it down to play football and someone just takes it, whatever. And then I lost another jacket sophomore year, a Quicksilver jacket that I got for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> and so I never said something until yeah. the teacher called my house to be like, you know, John doesn't wear a jacket in the winter. He's just like, Dude, teachers could fuck your life. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, I know you're looking out for me, but not in my house. I'd rather freeze for three more years than have a conversation about this. <laughs> my teacher once I was trying to save up to buy scholastic books from the catalog so I would use my lunch money and I wouldn't eat lunch every day. And my teacher, my teacher called my mom. And of course I got in trouble. And it's like, I'm starving to earn these books. Like, what have I done wrong? This is a sad fucking story. <laughs> now this is your origin story too. That kind of unpacks your superhero dumb because you're like very smart and intellect. And then also, as we learned in the beginning, I just want to eat food. I'm not going in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm That's, never going to tell anyone how I feel again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's never coming up. Well, that that's another thing about my child, like my, that my wife who comes from like a pretty chaotic environment as well, but they were chaotic and supportive or at least interested. Yeah. My yeah. my parents were never interested or supportive of anything I have had going on like my entire <laughs> life like everything was a problem it was like oh i joined the swim team it's like oh now i gotta drive you to practice <laughs> it's like i'm the captain of the swim team i'm doing really good in life it's like i i was a beach lifeguard that was huge because i was on the swim team i was able to have a good job that paid me that yeah. i and I, I could afford to get the fuck out of this house yeah and, but it's like all these things and now i have friends with kids and they're like yeah, my son is taking up the piano, so we're going to watch uh, this pianist in concert, like, you know, to yeah. watch, like, and I'm like, dude, if my, my parents, like, I've liked comedy and movies since I was, like, eight, 
And yeah. everyone, like I never, they would never were like, you, we should take Jonathan <laughs> to a comedy show or like, we should take him to the movies. Like that was not even like things that matter. Let's foster his interest. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, wait, no, we had him when we were 20. So it's all about yeah. us. He's old enough yeah. to eat, feed himself. Now we can just fucking walk away. No, I had a young parent too. And it, I definitely felt like I was a hassle. <laughs> yeah. for life. Like I didn't have me at 16. Like, that's Stop. Your- problem <laughs> stop leaving the lights on it's nighttime i want to see <laughs> you don't need to have the lights on the whole time you're in the kitchen turn one on you know it's like what everything was like if you like in my house if you like start doing the microwave or like you were like oh i'm gonna make myself eggs like the second you started doing something my dad would just be like watching you like a hawk and be like <laughs> you put that don't put that one on that one no use that's the egg pad that's not the egg pad. That's the egg pad. Don't use a metal spatula. It's like, Dad, uh, either ask to make the eggs or, and then what eventually happened with me is I just stopped engaging with like my family. I just like was like, <laughs> I hope. And then you're in like, as you're grown up and like talk, in therapy and seeing your friends. I, I went to a wedding this weekend where people were so nice to each other. The families gave such beautiful speeches. <laughs> Me and my wife looked at each other crying, watching this dad, like just say this eloquent, beautiful thing. And we were like, could you imagine someone in our family, either one of our families just stop thinking about themselves long enough to no. give like a good speech. And she was like, no. And then it just like unpacked everything. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm actually pissed now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of incredible. We never were in a cult, dude. <laughs> like, I, 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 good this I is why you're also done. a professional on Spotify Green Room as well. Uh, that's why, because it's true. It's like we are the cult susceptible people. It's like, hey, here we accept you. And I, I guess that is what ended up like some. Uh, I did improv in college, and then found right. like the comedy nerds, and like uh, started making movies in college with other comedy nerds, and it was like. Oh, I did eventually find my cult. I just like was part of the le- the board of leadership, more or less. It was right, like right. I, 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 I didn't have to follow one dude somewhere, one person somewhere. I like, but I've I've definitely felt more at home amongst friends and comedians, my fellow comedians uh, peers, than ever in my life at home. So it's like oh, this. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I am getting the same shit people get out of a cult. I get a sense of self. I get a sense of camaraderie. I get a sense of community. Yeah. I'm getting all the same shit. I just don't have to eat the ass of the uh, uh, head of the cult. I right. get to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking that part of it might be because both of us chose. We never were like, we have to make this family work. We were fine finding our new place. And we were also fine not finding a place until it was right. Yeah. Was, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to have anything. I was waiting for what I wanted. Right, right. I had spent a lot of years rejecting my family's bullshit, even as a child. <laughs> so when I got out, I was like, well, I'm not going into another shitty situation. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to stand by. I'm going to wait. I think the next stop of this bus might be nope, never mind. One more stop. Staying on the fucking bus till the stop looks nice. Yeah. I got nothing. I'm happy to be alone. I like the quiet. <laughs> I just like my food, my cats. <laughs> it keeps coming back to a very specific yeah. <laughs> I like my comfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I feel yeah. you on all of that. I, 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 I,
Oh, I loved eating cereal growing up for breakfast, but I liked it even more as a little latchkey kid post-school. And now as a grown-up with his own money and his own ability to shop, I like it late at night for some reason. It's sort of like a dessert fourth meal. But you can't mess with cereal anymore. The stuff's not healthy. But Magic Spoon is. It's delicious cereal with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Uh, you could build your own box. They have available flavors to build your very own custom bundle. BYOB, baby. Build your own box. The choices are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. Those last two were just recently brought back. They were special edition flavors, but now they're back permanently. I highly, I mean, I enjoy all the flavors. Maple waffle is something special. I've had a bowl of maple waffle uh, after 10 p.m. like the last three nights in a row. So if you want to have a protein-dense, low-sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb fourth meal, go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code HAM at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code HAM to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Back to school, baby. Fall is busy, but luckily for us, HelloFresh can save you a little time that you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and shopping, baby. So get back to doing what matters. Homework, helping your kids with homework, helping your kids learn to hate homework. Uh, As a teacher, not prescribing homework. Is it called prescribing when you're a teacher? I think it's a signing. Uh, Dude, HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back to school. Easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. Uh, Also, I talk about it all the time. I talk about HelloFresh all the time on this podcast, but HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients that you won't spend money on. You won't have like extra shallots lying around that you paid for and are now, you know, a waste of money. So I like HelloFresh because it makes me feel like I'm a true chef. You know, you get your like mise en place where everything comes and it's like set up. You get take it out. It it really works. Uh, It does save me a lot of time on the weeknights. And I, I talk about it every week. But the Gouda burgers, baby. Ooh. They give you some good meat, some good bread, and good Gouda. <laughs> Why don't you go to HelloFresh.com slash High14 and use code High14, H-I-G-H-1-4, for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com high slash High14 and use code High14 for up to 14 meals. Uh, America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh.com slash High14. Oh, here, here's something I'm curious about. Are there positive cults? Are there any cults that are value added to society in any way? None, because it always ends up being about like, or is it not? Sorry, I didn't mean to answer my own question, but I mean, is it none just because they always end up being so like self-serving? Or are there any of them that are like, where like, what were the weirdos from the, uh, I watched that 100 foot wave documentary. She, the mom of the main character. 
was in that cult where they wore no shoes and like lived like Jesus and like walked around with just like a mat. Um, I forget what it was called. It was like modern Jesus. <laughs> I'm <yeah>. definitely lying. <laughs> I mean, there might be cults like that that we just don't know about because they never kill and fuck every one yeah. child or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they never get an like... IFC documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess some people would claim that religion, I kind of yeah. see that as but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of bad too. I don't know that there's any pure cults. Right. And I think, I feel like religion is a good one because two people could be the same religion and one of them could be like in the cult of Christianity. And then one other person could just be like, I don't know. I go to church every Sunday. That's it. Like, right. I would consider like the cult people who are like the dogmatic, yeah. never deviating, you know what I mean? And judging everyone who does. And then there's the people who are like spiritual and like, yeah. they believe in God, but not like a religious institution or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I always found it crazy for like the hardcore Christians in my mind. You, I want to be like, so every time you meet someone who's not a hardcore Christian in your head, you know, they're going to hell. And that makes you feel like, yeah. okay, that's like, <laughs> you're cool with that. Like you're cool with a God that would do that to these people. Because they he doesn't they don't, they don't worship him back that makes no sense to me. Like I don't want to. That's like, why they're always trying to convert people. Yeah, because they're trying to save people, but it's kind of irritating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let me go to hell, please. Please just let me go to hell. Here's that's really funny. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say I next time. Raped. Someone, sorry. <laughs> please. <laughs> I, I'm That's gonna, a good I, merch shirt. Yeah, please just let me go to hell. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to every street preacher or person who stops me. I'm like, please just let me go to hell. <laughs> I'm fine. I've, I've already resigned myself to it. Um, I was raised Mormon, not from my mom, but I was close to my grandma growing up because my mom was a teenager. <laughs> so obviously that was Sounds happening. About right. yeah. I went to church a lot. So one of my biggest petty things is to get myself off the rolls because I was baptized Mormon and they still have me on the rolls that I'm going to heaven with them. <laughs> so it's a really hard process to get yourself off the rolls because they want to keep you there. And it's like, no, I, I don't want to go to Mormon heaven. <laughs> get me, even though I don't believe in any of it. I'm like, there's like this petty aspect that I'm also very lazy and I don't have time to do all the like bureau bureaucratic paperwork. <laughs> but it bugs me that I'm still going to, I'm like officially going to Mormon heaven, even though it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, you know what? Desi, if you go to Mormon heaven, bring this energy. <laughs> Show up. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is I'm this shit, guys? Bringing all my dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Got weed gummies, foster kittens, dildos. <laughs> I'm going to turn it into a sex cult. <laughs> that's that's funny that you say you're trying to get yourself off the Mormon rolls, because my current task is I'm trying to leave the Democratic Party. Like, I'm trying to... Re <laughs> Re unregister because I registered to vote for Bernie in the primary and now I hate right. that I'm a, I, I want to make some sort of symbolic gesture and leave the Democratic Party and yeah. uh, and I'm like how do I do that? It's like Googling yeah. leave the Democratic Party. You get to like Turning Points USA in like one right, click right. and it's like oh no no uh, it's too complicated yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah all of that shit's too hard it's like just I want a button like I don't want to deal with it um but yeah I agree because you have to you have to register in California to vote in primaries yeah and I, that's why I also registered but I don't think about that as much as the Mormon one <laughs> right right that's a little more important yeah uh, 
I was raised I was raised Catholic and uh now like learning more about Catholicism and with like uh all the Roe shit, Texas shit and right. Biden shit as like a kind of uh, o- big open Catholic guy. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is I'm like Catholicism is like extra fucked up or something like what is like I don't understand what's going on for but as I spent so much time inside of it and then like hated it so much and now that I'm on the outside of it I'm like if is that the worst one it's like <laughs> like I feel well, like- I know a lot of lapsed Catholics <laughs> and I'm always a little low-key jealous I'm like that's like the hottest thing to be like a lapsed Catholic <laughs> where you're like living life after having that sort of strict upbringing with all of those things and I'm sort of fascinated by adults who convert to Catholicism yes I feel like- that's like a crazy thing to me. It's like, I get the people who stay because it's been their whole life and it's sort of their uh, identity is very tied to that. But why would you join this church of all churches as an adult? Like, it's crazy. I, ha- I had the same experience when a friend of the pod, uh, I'll, I'll call him out, Kevin Porter, uh, was on. He mentioned that he goes to church and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and I, 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 I was like, but I have such a, specific image of you in my head i don't picture that and it's like no i go to church it's like i'm not a crazy and i'm like oh uh, okay yeah i guess like if i meditate i'm not necessarily a buddhist like okay yeah Yeah. fine like and and i just like took that with like oh and then i was like oh i'm the one bringing baggage here where i'm like you go to church you must be an absolute sicko and it's like yeah there's a lot of normal people who just go to church on sundays (laughs) yeah yeah no, it is. It's always shocking to me because I'm like, you don't have to anymore. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like, Jesse, that's what it is. It's like this. We, me and my wife, were so pumped because we didn't go home for Christmas this year, which means we didn't have to go to church with my mom. <laughs> which is so. I'm 40, and I'm like, I gotta be able to. But I'm like, I don't want to sit through an hour mass on Christmas once a year. <laughs> Thank God for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So glad. I'm so glad my mom got breakthrough COVID so I don't have to go to the fucking church this Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> like you got to find the silver linings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now, I know it's like bandied about a little much, but like politics are becoming cult like on both sides. Just one, of course, it seems to be a more violent cult and another one right. seems to be a more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like exclusive not, insidery. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. They're all both money fuckers, but like, right. but it feels like you like there it's politics is so cult. Like it's like everything is dogmatic. Now you can't be a Republican who is pro. You can't be like a Republican who's pro-life, a uh, uh, pro-choice. You can't be a Democrat who's like anti-weed. Like just like you can't like you have to be all or nothing. And it's like, yeah. That seems fucking crazy. You can't like and you have to line your beliefs up with one of two, like your political beliefs up with one of two things. That doesn't sound right. Well, and also you have to go after anyone on the other side, no matter what. Yeah. Even if you agree with them, like, do you know what I mean? And you have to support everyone on your side, no matter what, even if they right. fucked up, it's like. <laughs> Uh, like you can't just you have to, you know what I mean? It's just like well, you and it feels weird, and it's like why is there sides already? Like it just feels it feels because it because then it feels disingenuous. It's like wait a minute, everyone's beliefs line up that they're all happen to be the Democratic core beliefs or the Republican core belief. Like yeah, that that feels 
like bullshit that feels phony. Like there's no one who kind of has to like, well, like we had Arnold in California a while ago and yes, he was a Republican. He was a, uh, you know, lower tech, like that kind of Republican, but he was also like a crazy fucking uh, environmental freak. And it's like, right. now you, now you can't be that anymore. You can't care about the environment. Yeah. And it's like, I, I also, so many people are so like dogmatic in their beliefs. It's like, I I do my own research. I believe my own shit. And it's like it's weird that it's the same as like ten thousand other people. Like, right, I, right. I have my own belief system. It just so happens to be the exact belief system of everyone in there. Where we go, one we go all yeah. shirts. Like you are the sheep. You're the yeah. sheeple. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like why do no, you just listen I mean, to the government? Listen to YouTubers instead. It's like that's yeah. literally what the count like. Democrats are like, get vaccinated because the CDC says so. And they're like, how could you listen to the CDC? Don't get vaccinated because Patriot Prayer, a Tampa-based YouTube personality, said not to. It's like, okay, motherfucker. Like, what? Like, where? So now we're just like, I'm listening to the wrong person and you're listening to the right person. Like, that makes no sense. I agree with some stuff Joe Rogan says. I'm comfortable saying that. Like, I'm not going to be dogmatic and agree with everything he says, but some people are just in whole hog that they have to like, why? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm ranting now because I'm also like right wingers have to be anti-vax now as well. It feels like, like that's a victory to be like, no, can't get a vaccination. It's like, I don't understand the rules (laughs) anymore. I fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) Like people, like it's like every day now, one of those right wing radio hosts is dying of COVID. And it's like, Mr. Anti-vax died of COVID. It's like, you got to not name yourself something. So where the irony will be so hot when you die. Yeah. It's like Mr. (laughs) Raw dog dies of HIV. It's like, yeah, yeah, eventually that's going to happen. Dr. Raw dog or whatever. Yeah. And also like, don't you notice none of the Fox News hosts are dying? Yes. It's like, it's like all these low-level radio people. It's like, they're all vaxxed, you fucking idiots. Like It's middle management in the fucking uh, system. It's the... Yeah. Uh, they and, know what soaks the flames, and they don't fucking care about their base. Like, that's what's sick. That's what I don't understand is, like, the fact that the vaccines became political is one thing, but it feels like... There should be some crossover where there's some people. I feel like there are some like liberal leaning people who were anti-vax or anti-mask or anti-COVID who by the end of it are like, yo, abortion is fucked up, you know, like and like, as a matter of fact, I can like anecdotally point to like three different like gym influencers I was following for a while because I'm a meathead from Long Island, as we discussed, meathead, follow this bodybuilder and then watch him go from like, it sucks that I can't go to my gym right now. It sucks that I have to wear a mask when I buy my protein powder. Hey, it sucks that women have control of their bodies. It's like, wait, when did you get to that, dude? You live in Venice. How the fuck did you find that attitude? I don't. And and how do you go from like, even if you fucking suck at the deke of Trump, he got the vaccine. He tried to call it the Trump vaccine. I, I, I don't you know understand. When he people to get vaxxed. They're like, boo. He's like, hey, I know. And he's like, you. I mean, yeah, you're yeah, right. Do whatever you want to do is fine. <laughs> it's like they're all they like created this monster and now they can't like pull away from it. Uh, they're, like I mean, it's going to eventually like I tried to. I was very high with my wife the other day and I said and rather than making love or doing something enjoyable, I said. What do you think the textbooks will say about this time 
a hundred years from now. And I was just like, she was like, what? And I'm like, I keep thinking we're going to like, there's going to be a chapter about how the Republicans killed most of them, their voting base off in like a three year span. I can't imagine any other outcome until eventually it's like, uh, weird. We can't turn out the popular vote in Arkansas, right. Mississippi, and like it's other. It's really wild to watch. It's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and, and I don't understand like the end game, except yeah. for, and this is what I think is maybe the problem. I'm going to tie it back into cults. I think this is like overall the problem with a lot of the stuff we talked about social media, this, that. There's no going back yes. anymore. No one walks it back, as we say. And to be fair, we as a people do not give someone an opportunity to like change their mind or come no. back. No. And it's like, it's a big problem. I think about it all the time. It's like, we cannot keep this up. Like, no. And, and it's not, it's not even cancel culture. Yeah. It's not even no. cancel culture. It's specifically like, Oh shit. I, people are, cannot change their minds. We don't allow people to change their minds. So all of a sudden it's like, if we don't allow people to change their minds, of course, they're not going to go from anti-vax to pro-vax. Like, right. like if they're not going to go from this to that because we don't let people change. We don't. Have you heard anyone do a retraction in like the last five years? Like, has there ever been someone who was like, uh, like Joe Rogan being like, yeah, ivermectin, bad news. Just get the vax peeps. Like, <laughs> no, they kind of let it fade out maybe at best. Right. Like, right. I agree. Even when people do change their mind or make a public, uh, turnaround, they get slammed like on Twitter, especially it's like, Oh, well, thanks. After you did all this bad shit, like yeah. who cares now it's like, it does matter. <laughs> like, yeah. We want it's like, more people to change. Like the tweet you think about is the, that, this, like, this you question mark. Yeah. And it's like yeah. a headline where it's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. five years ago, you were on the wrong side of blank. And it's like, let's let people evolve. Like, let's like, let's give people a chance. Because we need some people to evolve ASAP for society to like continue going. Totally. (laughs) No, it's really weird. It's very strange to watch it kind of happen in real time. Like the internet, the destructive qualities of the internet in general. And like, (laughs) Like, we just, but like, is it, was it worth it? Like, you know, it's crazy. We just instantly were like, okay, we got this internet. It's like, all right, well, why don't we put half of us over here and the other half over here and we'll just fight the whole time. Like it's Braveheart. It's like, Like, would the cube have happened without the internet? Like, it would have been a small group of weirdos in a a fucking town, not some guy in the Philippines with his weird son. Like, yeah, now it's like global. They fucking. Yeah. Trump spoke at the same thing as speaking of cults, Trump spoke at the same oh, yeah. event as the Moonies, uh, the f- the female leader of the Moonies. Yeah. Something I that cult- couldn't believe that image when I saw it on Twitter. I was like, that's got to be a Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> speaking of got to be a Photoshop, when Trump was in the uh, the fucking celebrity boxing turn, I was like, he's speaking at this. I'm like, yeah, if, if I could just quote Sebastian Maniscalco. Who would have thought, don't you have any class? Don't you have any shame? Like, it's like, isn't there any element of that left in society where it's like, well, I don't want to, I'm the, I used to be the president. I shouldn't be shit. And like the fact that nobody who supports Trump is like, this is kind of whack guys. Like, It's not even, it wasn't even a high level match. No, I know. Exactly. It was like, it's like, this is not like a heavyweight championship. This no, no. 11 in Hollywood, Florida. 
It's with a, a stunt <laughs> fight. Yeah. Two year old boxer who got his ear bitten off or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what is he doing as well? Uh, it's like every this shouldn't happen at all. But if it's gonna happen, we shouldn't have any ex presidents to like. Yeah. If Barack Obama showed up, to, I'm trying to even think of an event that would be remote. Like he showed up to a U.S. Women's National Team, and he was in the booth talk. Like he went like just yeah. wave from the fight. Like just. <laughs> I mean, he I'm must have gotten so <laughs> much money to do that. This is just like a world too, though. I think where it's like, do you remember Bagel Boss? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and of course, when he was going to fight Lenny Dykstra, there was going to be like a celebrity. <laughs> I was like, this is just what this world is now. Like, we're all trying to make it better, but it's like, we are Lenny Dykstra versus Bagel Boss. <laughs> like, that's what everyone wants. Like, it's, it's crazy. I, you see, I saw both sides of this after the Met Gala when everyone was shitting on uh, AOC for wearing okay. a tax the rich dress. And they were like, well, what's she doing there anyway? If, like she's at the Met Gala. She's got. And then you go like politicians have to do like we're all. So everything's a celebrity thing in America now. Yeah. It's like we listen to Nicki Minaj more than we listen to the CDC. So we have to like. AOC has to play that game. I'm not saying she was right or wrong and the dress was kind of tacky, but it right. was it was just like, sh that's that's part of the game now. Also, you can't be on AOC for being at the Met Gala if Trump's at fucking like uh, a hard rock casino in Tampa, you know, yeah. refing a UFC fight or some shit. I just feel like, yeah, you're right, though, because even at like our level, it's like we're, you know, we have to use our influence on social media. It's like, post this, post that. Like when I sent out like a proposal for my memoir, like five years ago, it was like nothing. And now that I have the podcast and like a following on Twitter, they were instantly getting back to me. It's like, you have no choice but to play the game if you want to make money or succeed or get your agenda. Yeah. Or like and, whatever. Then, uh, and then even more, even more info piling evidence in that direction is like working in Hollywood where it's just like, yeah. Oh, it's Will Arnett in everything, and it's uh, it's this person you, that is proven to be liked and is famous already in everything. Oh, it's a brand new cartoon. Who are the voices? Five of the most popular actors of all time. It's like right. there's no there's. It's hard to break in because we once it's like once something kind of works, it's like you know like if. If yeah. they can keep Biden in office, like weekend at uh, Biden style, like just yeah. fucking uh, Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy right. propping him up, we let him we let him stay in there until twenty sixty. Like it's just yeah. like it's like all that shit is like we're all everyone's afraid to lose, afraid to fail, afraid to look weak or bad in one small moment, right. and it just feels like that's gonna be our downfall in general. Like everyone. Uh, on all sides of the political spectrum, on all sides of everything. It's like our downfall is our inability to forgive and our inability to apologize. I feel like. Right. Cause you're, you're absolutely right. Like if you're afraid of failure, you never try anything innovative or original or yeah, as far as even Hollywood, but like policy wise too, it's like, yeah. is it okay to try something and maybe it doesn't work and we fix it? <laughs> like, What is wrong with that? Like just try something. Yeah. It's even shrinking it yeah. more down to interpersonal relationships. If we're so yeah. afraid to like botch the, I'm so afraid to botch my friendship with Desi that I am not myself around her at all. Right. And it's like, I'm actually now I have to be this first. Now of my, she hates like, you. Yeah, and I was like, why is Gabriel such a fucking freak? I'm not, I'm not going to call this guy John from now on. I, uh, this is enough. Uh, but I, I, you're, I, you're so right. And it's like, if someone isn't like 100% like 
uh, buttoned up. You people find that little, uh, I'm going to say kink in the armor. Uh, and they just dig and dig and dig. And it's like, that just ends up being like the undo. It, it feels, it feels like everyone's acting with malice and that can't be the case, but it does start to feel like there's so much malice flying around. Yeah. One thing I noticed too, like you, you might've noticed this as well when someone dies on Twitter or someone, they don't die on Twitter, but they, their announcement happens and people are mourning them, whether it's a celebrity or sports person or whatever, there'll always be like some tweets. Well, like, actually they said this in 1998, <laughs> like right. about prison reform or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, so is that what we're doing? Like, we're like waiting for someone to die to like, and I'm not talking about people who have committed crimes and like whatever. Or yeah, yeah. People. But it's like, who gets to decide who's bad? Like, that's what I, I'd like to know. A hundred, a hundred percent. And then there's also like a backlash, and I'm part of the problem. There's a backlash to people publicly mourning because I'm like, oh, shut up. I was like, right. you didn't. I was like, based on your comedy, you don't like Norm McDonald. <laughs> like, based on, if you actually grew up watching Norm McDonald, then he's mad at you because you're not doing anything like he's doing. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> and then I'm mad and I'm like, well, this person's just mourning. Why am I, why do I care? But I won't say yeah. anything public except on my podcast. I mean, I that's guess. the thing with Twitter. It ruins all normal human discourse, no matter yes, yes. Like, what it is, even if you technically wouldn't feel that way in person there's something about online where you just get to this point of like disgust with anything like yeah and and you're pulling such a small sample of society on twitter a self-selecting sample of people who want to get on twitter and talk or read or reply but it it really skews your vision when so when like five people are like five people you follow say the same thing and you're like wow that is kind of crazy and then you like bring that shit into public and people are like what are you talking about? And you're like, no. no, dude, it's crazy. Cause like actually pizza delivery drivers uh, is a more dangerous job than the police. And people are like, why are you bringing this up right now? And I'm like, right. you're right. You're right. It's not important. I like fucking think it's important because my small, the thing I'm right. watching is where it hits. That's yeah. like my biggest loser moments where I try to explain something on Twitter to people who aren't on Twitter. Where oh. I'm like, no, we don't like Ricky Gervais anymore. <laughs> and they're yeah, like, no, he's hilarious. I'm like, no, he's not anymore. He posts really weird selfies about atheism. Like, it's like, you're crazy. <laughs> That's so true. Like, neither. like he sucks. And, then you, and then you find yourself ruining Ricky Gervais for someone who didn't know any of the bad stuff about them, just right. was like, this is a, I love the office and the one yeah. where he makes fun of hand, uh, mentally challenged people. It's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like someone could just have that. And then you start to feel like, wait, what? Like I did that to my mom. I'm like, wait, why am I so hell bent on explaining what my mom believes is actually garbage? Because I'm clearly just hurting her feelings and it's not helping me or society. Right. Well, yeah. I wish I could go back to just loving The Office. <laughs> right. <laughs> British Office is hard. Oh, yeah. I would love to just be able to watch Baby Driver without. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't even watch any like that that cat movie with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh man, it's such a bummer. <laughs> Everything is ruined. <laughs> Once you see the Frank videos, you're done. <laughs> it's it's fun that you can recognize that, Desi. Like when you're like. Ricky Gervais, and then you're like, ah, I feel, am I being a dick to this person? Like, am I, am I yucking their yum or whatever the fuck the expression is? And then you're like, wait, that's what we all do to each other. Like on, like, and that's what, in a small way, you realize, like, you're like, 
hey, uh, I had vanilla ice cream. It was great. It's like uh, that that place, the banana is the best thing. Banana, get the fuck out. What are you doing eating yeah. vanilla, you dump truck <laughs> fuck? And you're like, whoa. What? Like, everything <laughs> on Twitter is like their opinions are fact. Yeah. Like, like it's not that I don't like um, sprinkles on my ice cream. It's like anyone who gets sprinkles on their ice cream deserves to die in a fire. Yeah, they like, can get <laughs> fucked. You sprinkles. Fucking like, here's, like, uh, <laughs> here's how sprinkles are fascistic. You're like, no, no, not that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> how sprinkles are colonizing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I can. I just want to have one fun thing in my life. Like, please. Li- liberals are trying to wokeify sprinkles now. <laughs> I can't even get. You just gl- see the, the trajectory. It's like one dumb tweet from some left or liberal person. And when I see it, sometimes I'm like, you guys, I don't care. You can say what you want, but we know someone's going to take this tweet and put it all over right wing Twitter yeah. and act like we all think this way. Uh, yeah. See it. Uh, yeah. I had like a, a right wing family member. And le- I'll just again, leave out specifics, but he was uh, he surprised. Uh, he was like, <laughs> uh, what do you think about this? And it was. Just an image of a dude, two dudes, <laughs> one of them doing like dog, doggy role playing, like with right. a little snout. Like, I, I'm not saying I understand that. I'm just saying I know it exists and I'm not here to yuck any yums, but or knock any fetishes. But the, he's just like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, what? What is this in relation to? He's like, try, we're like half arguing about politics. He's like, this is the next step. People want to identify as rather like as dogs and they want to be able to be a dog. And I was like, that that's not true. And I'm like, where did you get that from? And he's like, how fucked up is that? I'm like, where did you get that from? And he's like, it was on Facebook. And I'm like, obviously, we all know, like all the weight that that comes with that. But I'm like, you took this and you're and even if it is true. How does this bother you? <laughs> like right. I don't. And I I'm like, after this picture five times, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you don't have to. No one's saying put on your fucking dog tail. Daddy's home. You got to like lick peanut butter off my balls. Yeah. You just like yeah. watch the fucking. <laughs> it's just two people like. When when you well, I love the idea too that they're searching for these things like <laughs> yeah right well that's really funny bro bro I'm sorry I'm saying bro that's how Stone slash Long Island uh, I'm becoming right now is like yo bro a hundred dude that's what I think about QAnon it's like if you had a friend who was super aggressively anti pedophile you would yeah. start to be like uh. Drop it. Drop it, man. You you are too obsessed with the idea of pedophilia, whether you are right. anti it. But the fact that you're so obsessed with it scares me. Like people who think about it that much, your brain is fucked up. Like, like, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. If like, I understand it's an awful fucked up thing that really does happen and it's fucked up. But if you sit around and obsess about it all the time, that's not good. Like, yeah. And I say I say this to my wife and I apologize to my present guest, but like I say that about true crime heads. I'm like, if you live in this world full time, it will change your viewpoint of society. It's like yeah. and I'm like, she, like my wife uh, sl- sleeps with a knife at the bedside, uh, checks the shower <laughs> curtain if I'm not home, like all these things. And I'm just like every, and I'm like. I think if you like also watched anime, like you right. would like, you need to like shake up your content every once in a while. Get a katana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get a bigger knife. <laughs> One of those like 12 foot heavy swords that you Nunchuck. see in like the truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I was thinking about this 
priest or pastor, one of those youth pastor guys who was obsessed with gay sex. And he had this whole interview once where he was like, the vagina, the, you know, the, the, the butthole is not meant to take a pounding. The vagina can take a massive pounding and jump right back into shape. I was like, dude, like, well, you, you know, it was like your wife is like, <laughs> please don't she's like, can you please not tell everyone about how flexible my vagina, how my vagina snaps back like blinds, like uh, drapes where it's like. <laughs> right after we fuck, you pull on the labias and it ravels itself back up. <laughs> I was just like, why are you, what are you yeah. doing? Right. And, and you're right. Anyone who's that obsessed, like with anti-gay stuff is like, dude, you think about gay sex too much. You're thinking about like, let right. uh, allow yourself to not worry about it. As in like, take it off your mind. Like, <laughs> yes. And I think the thing is, like, obviously, there's a lot of people who are anti-gay who end up being gay. Right. Not all of them are. But it's like we all we're all going to think you are now. <laughs> like, right. you know, it, like, it's like if you're so worried about it, this is the, like one of the top reasons someone thinks someone homophobic is and will be gay. Like, yeah, you know it's the uh, lady doth protest too much. Like, yeah, the, totally. like no, it's wild. <laughs> and that's like the pedophile shit, too, gets to me eventually oh, where totally, it's like, yeah. I'm like, it's if you're so thing. like you're a pedophile hunter, what does that mean? Like, what are you, <laughs> like, oh, you're an organization that needs to save the children. But you are at uh, you are at the fucking <laughs> insurrection like, while your kids are at home, like fucking starting like meth fires. The Pete Townsend when he's like, I was I downloaded child porn because I was trying to take them down or something. And yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like it's a bad look. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I was carrying these drugs to find out uh, who actually wants to buy heroin. Still <laughs> illegal. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> these guns are a trap. Oh, guns are actually okay to have. <laughs> Uh, Desi, this has been such a pleasure. Uh, was, this was yeah. such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we got a chance to, Me too. Uh, this is, I guess, a, officially meeting in, uh, yeah. 2021 society is an hour zoom chat counts as meeting. Now we're real friends. We're actual <laughs> friends. We can dodge each other for coffee in 2022 and it would be yeah. so great. <laughs> be like, should we get that coffee we talked about? I can do <laughs> Thursday that? at Thursday at 9 30 PM. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> No, thank you. I don't drink coffee at that time. That seems scary. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my house after eight. If I'm in, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't catch me going back out. <laughs> oh go God, out. no. And if no. I'm going out, I try to cram as many things into that period as possible. <laughs> oh, same. It's like it's like going to the going to town. It's like yeah. I'll I'll go grocery shopping on the way home from the bar. It's like yeah. just to like not leave again. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Too real. Uh, can you tell my listeners where they can find you? I know you're at Desi Jed on the social meds. Yeah, I'm at Desi Jed on Twitter. That's where I mostly perform whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't do a lot of the other ones. Uh, I have a podcast, Hollywood Crime Scene. That's sort of celebrity crime scandals, movies that are based on crime, that kind of stuff. So it's not just murder. It's all of them. Heck yeah. Uh, and then I do the Spotify Green Room show on Tuesdays. That's nice. And that's so we discuss the documentaries and movies that come out. So next week we're going to do the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, fun, uh, fun. Yeah. So we do like whatever is the hot kind of documentary or crime movie. Um, oh, cool. And that's out. and your Tuesday nights at what time? Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I also have a Spotify green room show uh, called The Movie Buff, and that's Mondays at 8 Pacific. And like Desi's, I'm talking about the new big blockbuster or streamer that came out that weekend. And I believe 
<laughs> I'm about to plug which one's coming out on Monday, and I don't even know when this episode is coming out. <laughs> I'm realizing now, I'm like, oh, and we're going to be covering Cry Macho, and this might come out in like the end of right. September. <laughs> but I will be going this weekend to go see Cry Macho, the Clint Eastwood movie where I think he's maybe tries to have a threesome and he's 90. <laughs> oh, really? Is that what yep. they're crying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what the title meant. <laughs> Swoosh. <laughs> Strong ending. So download the Spotify Green Room app and then once inside, follow uh Hollywood crime uh scene and follow right. movie, movie buff. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Hollywood movie. <laughs> follow follow uh us, follow Desi, follow me in there and uh check us out. It's like live radio in, in a room and we like with more callers if you're uh, yeah. if you're of age and you know what a uh, long time first time means we yeah. get we do a lot of long times first times yeah <laughs> it's fun uh so uh please download that and, and get involved uh, i would like that to run forever yeah <laughs> so i don't ever have to leave the house yeah. for work <laughs> also it's just on your phone i was like i could be anywhere yeah i'm gonna go on. <laughs> my only responsibility is to consume a movie sometime in the week before <laughs> this is like the i'm getting they're like my job is now talking about movies and I've, I get free weed for being a uh, cannabis influencer. What else Ooh. do I fucking need in life? This is, if I told, if I went back in time and told 14 year old Gabrus this, uh, he, he would be like, holy shit. Also, I always thought I would get jacked eventually. Yeah. <laughs> no, no you're just fat, but at least you get, uh, I need, do to, get, I need to get some influencer. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, all you gotta, all you gotta do is just like, tweet one time like uh one of your uh, insane hot take fun tweets and then just be like thanks at lowell farms or whatever yeah. just sit and hope that they like respond and go hey dizzy check your face like yeah. that's what i do i'm like okay. i like this okay, cannabis I, it. Tag them in I need to take photo. advantage of these things more i never think of it the i never did any of that shit because i always feel so insanely old the second i start doing it but then in the pandemic i literally didn't have like work or like money or yeah. stuff so i was like i got the time let me take a picture of this joint i i bought right. and like tag them and all of a sudden i'm like they're like hey we'd love to send you some free stuff i haven't had any like you're making real money or like any enjoyable like anything like we'll regularly drop off shit like but i i do get just because of my stupid little mini following which you yeah. have this equivalent of is like yeah get some free shit I know I love They're free corporations. Shit. It's all corporations that we're yeah. getting free shit from. So fuck. I'm gonna do so it. You're either stealing free shit from a corporation or helping a small business. Like by because yeah. you're actually able to uh move the needle a little bit for them yeah. for a small business. But for a major corporation, take the fucking free shit. Yeah. So, I'm still trying to I feel like I our podcast brought back Vianetta. The ice cream cake. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> we talked about it nonstop and then they finally brought it back. But we still haven't been able to get it in L.A. And I'm like, they sh Breyer should give us three Viennettas. We're, we're like Someone, <laughs> please, if I can help in any way, listeners of this podcast, we have to get Desi a fucking truckload delivery of Viennettas. I remember Viennettas and I thought they were so special. I had friendlies growing up, so Viennettas felt oh, like yeah. grocery store. But like uh, the friendly. I would get like all the same kind of roll cakes and shit. Like, yeah, I fucking and love Fudgy it. the Whale. That's my uh, other. Yeah, <laughs> Fudgy the Whale is Carvel, which is also a Long Island ice cream. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> That's I actually get really pissed and just uh, end the Zoom right there. <laughs>
Yeah. It would have been really fun because it actually is the end of the pod that I should have just done it and then yeah. DM'd you and been like, wasn't that a funny ending? I'm not a rude asshole, I promise. <laughs> Too late now. Instead, this is all in there now. I, listeners, I hope you enjoy me having an issue wrapping it up. Uh, I know when we take the plan B, that let's just say, all right, back off. That's a weird joke. Uh, uh, John Gabris at Gabris on all social media. Check out Action Boys, the Gino Lombardo show coming to Stitcher soon. And of course, mine and Desi's green room shows. Download the app. Follow us there. I don't give a fuck if you do or don't. <laughs> don't message me about it or reply to anything I talk. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after three years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs>